every morning before we jump on the air with Ken and Deb in the morning. We hear from a gentleman we're visiting with this morning, Charles Morris of Haven Today. Charles always gives us a front row seat to kingdom work around the world or around the corner. So it's no surprise that Charles would be on the Asbury University campus gathering stories from faculty and students and now sharing those stories with us. We're excited about it. Good morning, Charles. Hey, Deb. Good to be with you. Uh, and, and thank you. I never quite thought of it, a front row to what the Lord is doing. But it's so good to be with you. It, it's so good to be with Kim as well. And the Lord is good. So mm-hmm. thanks for Amen. having me on. Yeah, today. you're sure welcome. Always good to have you on, Charles. So what what prompted you to, to go First of all, I mean, obviously, the revival is something that a lot of people been were talking about and are still talking about. Um, but, I mean, just what was your impression? I just, you know, was it, Lord, I just got to go and see what you're doing, or what was it? Uh, yeah, I would, part of this, you, you could put it on a human level, the fact that I was a secular journalist right. back in the day when I was at Jonah running from the Lord in my 20s. You know, one year ago at this time, we were doing two weeks of broadcasts from the war mm. in Ukraine. Mm. Right. And, uh, and you know, we were seeing these thousands of people come across. And I guess I have a secret agenda as the speaker on Haven Today and the leader of the ministry. So many Americans uh, are couch potato Christians, and I'll put myself among that number, and they don't really care about what the Lord is doing elsewhere, and we're so into our cushy lifestyles, and we do have it good. Oh, I know we've been through COVID, and I know we have anxiety, and I know we let politics get in the way, but let me tell you, I've just spent five days at a college and seminary campus in a little town of 6,000 that only has two sets of stoplights that was overwhelmed with and not once in five days have I heard politics mentioned mm. or denominationalism mm. of any sort mentioned. I've talked to a lot of people who found themselves on their knees repenting in a way they hadn't in a long time or maybe even never, and they had a real sense of the Lord. Mm. Now, my background is, is you know, I was taught, always go back to the first great awakening, always go, go to uh, Jonathan Edwards, the first great awakening. He actually wrote a book on the little marks, on the marks of a true revival. And whatever's gone on, and they're not calling it a revival at Asbury in Wilmore, Kentucky now, they're calling it an outpouring of the Spirit. But it meets all of the criteria, those marks that Jonathan Edwards came up with mm-hmm. uh, well over 200 years ago. 250 or whatever years ago. So it starts with a deep sense of Christ being glorified, of repentance, deep repentance. There's preaching of the word. There's the concept of love, love for the Lord, and then that love working its way out for others. Those seem to be the marks. And one thing that struck me was there was a lot of talk of holiness that I heard from faculty and students. And, and of course, the Wesleyan movement would have helped spawn the holiness movement of churches uh, that are still around today, Nazarene, whatever, non-charismatic, uh, even though in the Methodist tradition, 
you would find charismatic. But they weren't talking about holiness in that be ye holy, live a holy life, which can quickly go legalistic, I mean fast. Mm -hmm. They were talking about Isaiah 6, holiness, Mm. being in the throne room of God Mm. and finding yourselves, my lips are unclean, I am undone. I'm in the presence of a holy God. That's what I was hearing from people. Yeah, I saw a couple of wacky things. People that are wacky always try to get into these kinds of things when the Lord is at work and moving, you know, and I saw a little bit of that. But that's not what was happening. That's a a byproduct that Satan uses to try to make fun of the truth of the gospel being born. Let me just say the little-known backstory. Last Saturday, I actually was with a number of Asbury Seminary students, and this is really the background for what the Lord has done starting on February 8th. This group of Asbury students in 2019 all showed up, going, working on their Master's of Divinity degrees, and they every week on Friday at 2 p.m., would pray for revival in their own lives, Hmm. revival in their school, and revival that would spread out in other places. Mm -hmm. Wow. And it just took a few years, Mm -hmm. but God answered their prayer. Wow. Wow. So it was so good. mm -hmm. And and I'm putting them on Haven today. They don't want their names used. Right. You know, they're, they're not all of a sudden going out and establishing the John Smith Evangelism Society, society or something, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and if you looked at that auditorium, now they, they, the thing grew so fast, they had to spread it out to area churches, uh, other chapels on the campus of both the university and the seminary. But Hughes Auditorium, I mean, it looks like it did in 19... 19- 29 or whatever they built it, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it's it's not the prettiest kind of place. And here they were just having an everyday chapel. And even the baseball coach who did the message that day called his wife afterwards and said, I think I just preached the worst sermon I've ever preached in my <laughs> life. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. uh, and yet God used it. Yes. God is still using this. And and I I think I've, I've got a list. That there's like 200 college uh, university campuses, secular or some kind of Christian background, where some form of what happened at Asbury has now spread out hmm. to them as wow. well. Wow. That, that is remarkable, you. Charles. I mean, just to think about how these different areas are grabbing hold of, I guess, that thirst for the Lord, the thirst for things of God. Now, did a lot of those people that, did they bring that back to their university from being at Asbury? Or? Yes. Yeah. Yes. But, it, but it's also the fact that we talk about all the bad, and there certainly is a lot of bad with social media. But this is a Gen Z-driven revival. Mm -hmm. Gen Z, who's gone through COVID, couldn't go to school, had to go to school by Zoom, couldn't go to college, and now they're back together. And this is probably the first outpouring that I've ever heard of that has been spread by 
social media, mm-hmm. yeah. digitally. And uh, I, I, mean, I, mean, I, I find that unique, and, and that's, that's what the, um, to their credit, I think, the, uh, the leadership at both Asbury Seminary and also University, uh, they did not want to promote this in any kind of public way. And then the other thing was, you know, they didn't want any personality. We're honoring the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, there were people that offered to come in and help with the revival. They were politely refused. Yeah. Uh, the biggest talk show host on TV in America wanted to come in and do a live news program from there one night. And they had to explain, here's what's happening Here's what we don't want to do. We want to give glory to God and not glory to someone that is well known as a personality in mm-hmm. America. Yeah. And praise God, that talk show host who I don't know that is a born again Christian honored that request. Wow. Now it was covered as a news story, but sure. uh, there was no smoke machine, uh, there was no drum kit, mm-hmm. there was no heavy uh, electric guitar. There were no spotlight. This is a 1929 building where you had a student body of 1,700 that's, that most of them feel like they're forced to go to chapel Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays at 10 a.m. those three days a week. And all of a sudden, after the baseball coach gave the message and a multicultural choir sang, about a dozen students just stayed behind to pray a little bit and to sing, and it just kept on going and going and going. Mm. So anyway, it's it's, uh, it's amazing. Yeah, it sure is. We're talking to Charles Morris from Haven today about uh, the outpouring, if you will, of the Spirit at Asbury College. And so tell us about a story you heard about from someone about their experience, um, briefly about what they experienced during that time. Okay, and keep in mind the Second Great Awakening actually began just a few miles from Wilmore, Kentucky, and uh, where Methodist circuit riders on horseback and Baptist farmers laid down their plows and picked up their Bibles, and they just started preaching, and a great revival broke out. I was in Methodist country, so I went to the large Free Methodist Church, heard an amazing sermon, and uh, and uh, worshipped there. But then I went over to the Black there's only one black church, and I say black in quotation marks, but really cultural, multi-ethnic. And I met with the pastor. He's a Baptist, has a doctorate from Liberty University, and uh, and and but it's a it's an African American denomination, and it's on the other side of the tracks. And I had another meeting. Otherwise, boy, did lunch smell good, and I was invited to stay, and I really felt at home. He was skeptical. He wanted to support the young people. The campus is only about three blocks from his church. We're talking a tiny town here. Uh, So they were buying water. They were going, I mean, there was no food to buy. There's one little IGA grocery store in Wilmore, and they were out of food. So they were sending people in their church out to Lexington, buying water in bulk, passing it out. So he wasn't there when the revival broke out. He got there about two nights later. 
He felt like he needed to go, show his support, even though he's skeptical. He said, here I am, this black Baptist pastor with my arms folded and a smug look of doubt on my face. And he said, I prayed for about an hour. And then a man standing next to me tapped me on the shoulder. Turned out he was a pastor I'd never met, a pastor from nearby Lexington. And this pastor from Lexington, he said, may I pray for you? And of course, of course you can pray for me. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, I may not want you to pray for me, but I'm supposed to say, please pray for me. So the guy prayed for the black pastor, and the prayer he prayed was, would you renew in my brother the same spirit of ministry and calling that he had when he first entered the ministry? Mm-hmm. Now, little did he know that for the prior two to three weeks, that black Baptist pastor had been praying the exact same prayer in his private devotions. Wow, that's incredible. The Lord was doing that in, in many ways. Yes, people were saved, but then in what do you do with a revival that's a Gen Z revival and it's spreading by digital media, social media? I was at the long table in the seminary president's office and he was explaining to me how they wanted they had first said come and see come and see what the lord is doing see if the lord is good if the lord is true the lord is real Uh, let the spirit speak to you and they were just overwhelmed with that so they had a meeting at his big long table the two presidents of the seminary and the college and they're there they have a farmer who wants to donate a farm outside town they have somebody who's called in. I've got a tent that'll hold 3,000. And of course, you know, we think of revival in whatever our context has been, if we've ever experienced revival before. Mm-hmm. And they finally it dawned on them. If we were to take that piece of land, if we were to take a tent that holds 3,000, that wouldn't be enough for what the Lord has been doing here. And we'd still have the traffic problems and all of that. So... Uh, and it would, and wouldn't it just be like on the Mount of Transfiguration when after the Godhead shows up, the Shekinah glory shows up, and what does Peter wants to do? He wants to erect some tents so that we can just keep things moving here, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Jesus had to tell him, you don't get it. Yeah. You don't see what I'm doing. Mm. And I think that's kind of what's going on here. They are still trying to process what happened. Right. I'm trying to process what happened. Right. Uh, but all I know is I believe the Lord showed up and Christ was honored. Christ was lifted high. And I think fruit will be born in days to come. Mm-hmm. I know not how, I know not where, but I hear reports that it is happening. That's right. Well, we're going to continue to pray that it does continue. And, you know, we are going to be praying that it happens in our hearts personally, that Mm -hmm. we have that revival, that we have that outpouring of the Spirit in our hearts. So, Charles, thank you so much for your time. I know that you've got a busy schedule in front of you, and so thanks again for joining us today. Oh, Kim, thank you so much. And, And, Deb, just the Lord be with you both. And to everybody listening right now, If you're as skeptical as I was about this thing, that's all right. Just get on your knees Mm -hmm. and ask the Lord, 
to shine his face upon you. That's right. In a whole and new way. And if he does, which I believe he will if you ask him to, then you can shine his love, his grace to others.